0: Mike's Video Game Podcast. I miss you, Mike. Hello and welcome to Mike's Video Game Podcast. I'm Mike Geig. And I'm Mike Wu. And this is... I don't even know what episode this is.
1: Oh, me neither. We Usually did Baker's I think Dozen. it. We did Baker's Dozen. I know for sure we did no, that No, and one. then
0: we did 14 was the DDC one. Normally I think about it ahead of time. This time I didn't. Fitting.
1: This is episode fitting.
0: Is it? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It's 14 or 15. <laughs> it's episode... Fourteen. <laughs> well, average, it's
1: 14.5. Mm-hmm. We decided to upgrade 14, uh, you know, half a generation.
0: There we go. That which is fitting for our, our topics of conversation tonight. So, well, that was a good 47-second rant there. So we can, uh, well, I guess not really a rant, but uh, sort of a tangent. I guess we can move on. How you been, Mike?
1: Good, good. Uh, missed you guys. Uh, haven't seen... Um, We're traveling. Yeah, you, I've been traveling. You've been traveling, yeah. Uh, too
0: much traveling. And taken care of downtrodden, not downtrodden, but you know what I mean, uh, tired wives who've been mountain climbing and whatnot. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> she's constantly holding out her hand saying, massage it, my arm hurts. Oh, the grip like, and stuff like yeah, that. Whatnot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think my wife is quite tall enough to to,
1: to wall climb. She, <laughs> no, neither is my wife. She's a That's, why, I, that's why it hurts.
0: Yeah, but she's, she
1: seems springy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My wife's more of a long-distance runner. Yeah. I am neither of those things—springy <laughs> nor long-distance runner. Uh, so um, yeah, so we've got a, a few topics to talk about here tonight that are not VR. Yes. So I'm ex- I'm mm-hmm. excited that wasn't e- even on our list of things to talk mm-hmm. about. No VR tonight. So uh, before we do that, remember this VR thing. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, so we got some new topics. So what do you want to start with?
1: Um, let's start with the most controversial. Oh, okay. subject so that we can backpedal within the course of the episode and mm-hmm. not feel so bad. Like we can't end the episode like I said this thing and I sound like an ass. Oh well I can't <laughs> and, resolve and, and it now. Then Let's end. <laughs> yeah. That's right. actually a good idea because I find myself doing that almost every episode.
0: <laughs> so that's smart. I and mean, what controversial issue would that be? Oh uh, well
1: so um hopefully everyone who is listening to this has already caught wind of the and has had some resolution with the Alex uh, St. John blog piece that came out and then there was a lot of blowback, a lot of reactionary pieces. Even his own daughter um, came out with her, uh, her own follow-up uh, article about that uh, concept, which was uh, the way I read it, um, an experienced developer telling the rest of the industry to suck it up. You should understand that long work hours are a— are uh, A privilege. A privilege. A gift. Uh, yeah, Or a— an essential element of game development because it's a passion-driven mm-hmm. art and that um, the rewards that we reap for doing so are commensurate with that effort. Mm-hmm. And so you're really uh, doing yourself no service by saying, all I want to be is a well paid hourly employee which he you know uses the term uh, a wage slave right. which i did, i had never heard of that before his article came uh, out but yeah
0: the slave to a wage you yeah. can't leave because you need your money mm-hmm. and you need your money so you can't leave and yeah. whatever um, interesting so as i was telling you before we even started here i had sort of read it. Mm-hmm. I you know, it's funny because a lot of people posted about it. So I'd like glanced at clips from mm-hmm. it, but I didn't really even pay attention. And then you brought it up and I was like, okay, I'm gonna sit and actually read this. Uh-huh. And I was <laughs> I was uh I was sort of impressed that that an article like this could even be written. <laughs> like it actually made me feel good for humanity. In that, look, we will let people like this write <laughs> and other people will read it. <laughs> you know, like ah, I don't want to like just be super negative, but that's the only emotion I can – I can, because you had said, mm-hmm. as is your nature, mm-hmm. there must be some underlying theme that would make someone right. feel right. this
1: way. Right, in that typical – You're griefing me right now. I wonder what's motivating the griefing. Exactly. And me, I'm just like,
0: (laughs) this person's an idiot. Uh And so and and Mm. perhaps there is. And as I was saying, that that I do think to some extent that the strong movement right now to bring diversity uh, to the games industry, to bring sort of balance to the force, Mm -hmm. if you will, to sort of improve a lot of these things – the strong, strong movement in one direction mm-hmm. is going to just elicit a counter movement. Mm-hmm. And and that's, you know, potentially this is part of it. Like, oh, you're all just whining, mm-hmm. right? It, things used to be so hard. I lived in Alaska. Right. Right. Which, <laughs> so what? Uh-huh. Right. Mm-hmm. Who cares? <laughs> like, you think your job is hard? I grew up in Alaska. Mm-hmm. Nobody gives a shit. Right. Like, it it has nothing to do with anything you're about to say. Um and, uh, and that's how I kind of – the whole article felt a little congratulatory, self-congratulatory. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, hey, I've achieved these things and so have some kids. So quit whining, you know? OK. Yeah, yeah nothing really of substance in my mind.
1: So to me, I read it and I asked myself, which parts of these uh, arguments do I understand? Or could I put a reason behind and say, Like I You're understand. You're such what my a well-articulated <laughs> person. I I can't even
0: imagine what it's like to be I, you. <laughs> I,
1: I went line by line. and said, if that was my position, this is the way. This is me rewriting what he's saying, and I did that for like the first three paragraphs, and then I couldn't mm-hmm. stand it anymore, and I stopped. But <laughs> let me share with you some of the things that I got to. Um, let me open up my email because I sent it to myself here.
0: See, my brain is like, "Hey, let's just let's just rage for a bit." Yeah. I was like, "Yeah, okay, no, but, let's do that." Like, but
1: but. That's all the internet did was rage about it. Mm-hmm. But what what does that help? That doesn't do anything. It feels good. Well, okay, maybe it feels it good. It actually funny. doesn't. Right. <laughs> so I feel like one of his big points, mm-hmm. I'm not saying this is a fair point or a- I mean, it's point, an opinion. It's an opinion that I felt like he in particular, he was picking on millennials. He said, millennials do not understand the cruel realities of business and or art. So mm-hmm. neither side of this craft- do they understand? Um, and those millennials are unwilling to pay their dues like earlier generations of developers.
0: Well, like I was telling you, it felt very much like, well, in my day, mm-hmm. kids did this and kids did right. that, you know? And, um, but it is also a very contradictory statement saying that, you know, millennials don't get this or whatever. Because but he then he goes talk, on to say, then he does kids are about, making millions right. on accident. You know, right. why can't you go do that? Right. And, and
1: what I think he's saying is, Some portion of that generation Mm -hmm. are doing what my generation did, which was bootstrap as a bunch of naive 17 to 20-year-olds and doing this very difficult thing, Mm -hmm. putting in very long hours because we believe in our ideas. The rest of you... The part of you that, that deserve this terrible label of the millennials. Mm-hmm. As a friend of mine on Facebook put it as a brutal label that we've put on this generation. Yeah. Just like uh, Gen Xers, before we had Gen X, we were called the slacker mm-hmm. generation. Do you remember that? They, I think they even had movies well, named now, slackers about us. Yeah, now you know, we're we a
0: generation now. I want it now. <laughs> I don't want to work for it. And I, I guess,
1: whatever. So um, anyways, every next generation gets – some slant of like you guys are terrible, um, yeah. And, but but it's been particularly hard on the millennials because and, of social media, yeah, social and media, wild
0: wide information. And
1: I think a lot a lot has to do with because um, I'm almost a decade older than you, and mm-hmm. my fr- my older friends and including people my my age have millennials as their offspring. I don't mm-hmm. personally have children, but mm-hmm. I know people do. You know who have millennials as kids, and there are a lot of them that were raised by our standards the way we wanted to be raised. Sure. And what it makes you is like not very self sufficient. No. So you don't have to be
0: self sufficient anymore. That that's you know I don't think I'm a millennial. I don't Uh, actually know when it starts. Yeah, perfect, great. So then it doesn't count. Um, But the the whole idea of needing to be self sufficient, Uh of needing to be an entrepreneur, and needing Uh that's stupid. I don't—well, okay, I was about to say I don't happen to know how go, how to go out and trap an animal and uh-huh. skin it, but I do. But, uh-huh. but, but but like, you don't have to build your own house and then go farm your own land and mm-hmm. catch your own right. food so and the, fix your own wagon. And so you, you don't have to be right, self-sufficient. Right, That's the right. point of society.
1: You're saying the way that the previous <laughs> young generation, the, the last generation, mm-hmm. is measuring, measuring adulthood doesn't apply to— A world where, hey, every frontier has already been filled with a ton of people. You need to exist in a world where you're completely connected to the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. And so we see you on your phones all the time and we think you're slacking when, in fact, you are doing something that our brains can't even comprehend, which is have 20 conversations simultaneously. Unless
0: you're using the software Slack and then you are, in fact, (laughs) slacking. slacking, But, you know... Cavemen uh-huh. probably looked at bullets, or well, they didn't, but would have looked at bullets and uh-huh. thought, "Oh, your rocks are so small. Look at the rock <laughs> of my club. You're doing it wrong, <laughs> right. right?" Like right. it's, uh, yeah. So I don't get the, the hate on okay. millennials. I mean, some of them are awful, terrible people, but
1: there's a I lot think, of awful, and I terrible think what people. We're seeing because I've had this experience as a hiring mm-hmm. manager, or, or I know people within HR who have had certain experiences and you know we're only human beings mm-hmm. and we start to form biases. Right. Yeah. If I identify as an older developer mm-hmm. or of a certain generation, and then someone who is outside of that group behaves a certain way that I don't approve of, I start to label your group. If it happens enough. Yeah, Absolutely. Happens I mean enough. that's how stereotypes right, right. are ultimately based in some so truth th- at some th- point. I want to state this for anyone who is looking to get into the industry mm-hmm. who might be of the millennial generation. Look what St. John is saying Brutally and mm-hmm. unfairly here is not completely unique False. to him. Yeah, It is actually in a subtle way, mm-hmm. but definitely there in anyone who is like older than 30 who is hiring young people into mm-hmm. their company. When you go to your first HR meeting and the HR manager is trying to tell you about your benefits and you need to elect benefits and instead you're on your phone texting a friend about what you're going to do later – that pisses people off. Well, that's
0: stupid anyway. You should never. That happens Absolutely. a lot now. Yeah.
1: I hear from all my friends who hire like, you wouldn't believe the new hire I just brought in. The first day, they don't even have the respect to listen to us during the meeting. They're they're off in la-la land.
0: Yeah. So don't that do that. That would be me though because I'm terrible at listening. <laughs> yeah. And it's like it's not out of respect. I'm right. just bad at it. Right. But this is important too. That statement is not a free license to say, well, they shouldn't pick on me. But I can pick on them because yeah. right. they're the stuff. So right. ageism goes both ways. Yeah. Yep. Hey, old man, what do right. you possibly know? Right. You're right. like a billion, right? Yep. It goes both ways. And a lot of people view keep, being yep. victimized yep. as an excuse to, to be the counter to that, yeah. and, and that. But so, and I think so, one of the things you had said is this whole, you know, it's worse for the, the millennials, right? Uh-huh. You know, it's seems, and it's probably true because if you think about it, When you were growing up, when I was growing up, when every generation before us was growing up, Uh you would listen to your grandpa or your great-grandpa, whatever, go kids these days, what a bunch of bastards. Uh Well, now every person gets to listen to every grandpa say it, (laughs) right? Right. Because every grandpa Uh can be on Facebook together saying you're all a (laughs) bunch of jerks, right? Uh And so when you have an entire – barrage, a, you know, firing squad saying all this at you, yeah, you're going to react even more extremely, right. right, in the opposite direction, you know, counter movement, you know, pendulum swing, yeah. right? And, and and so, you know, yeah, things flare in both directions and it just gets kind of nuts and that's kind of how we're kind of doing everything these days. But um, back on on onto this article, it, it, it you're right, it, it did feel, well, I mean, but he talked a lot about industry veterans, too, mm-hmm. that that whatever. so And here's the thing. And, and so I had said before that this article felt very self-congratulatory. Mm-hmm. Like, that was my hardest thing. Like, if the guy didn't sound like such a douche, mm-hmm. uh, by the way, uh, I guess maturity <laughs> warning, um, I might have actually, like, tried to find some of mm-hmm. truth. But you read it, and, and there's lines in there like, like, and did they thank me for my knowledge? Right, right, right. No, they so reacted I, with rage. I, I can't believe my wealth of yeah. super awesome knowledge uh-huh. and rainbows didn't just immediately inspire them to quit their job and move their family of four into a basement mm-hmm. and, and kickstart a project yeah. and become a millionaire. Like, how out of tune do you even have to be? Right. And, you know, it's like, I, I make sure that I know every great member of the video. No, you don't. <laughs> No, that God, oh my God. Just the fact that people like that exist make me want to just drive into a wall. (laughs)
1: Like I read those lines and I thought like, oh, this is him telegraphing to us that he's just being a little bit tongue-in-cheek right now, that he hasn't fully thought out and he's not trying to present this as uh, rock-solid arguments. It's obviously ridiculous.
0: To me... uh, the you know the yeah, saying it was an old Budweiser commercial. Uh-huh. Uh, the great American heroes are uh-huh. great. You know, nothing says I'm important like someone saying I'm important, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> especially screaming it into a cell uh-huh. phone or whatever. Uh-huh. Like. Uh, My and of course my first thought, and this says a lot about Uh me, is you don't know every great person in the video game industry because you don't know me. (laughs) Uh, That's my first thought, and then I'm like, okay, I gotta Uh, rate it a little. That's why you're raging.
1: It's like you ignored me.
0: No, yeah, which is like, okay, I can't, I can't start going to that dark place because then, (laughs) then it just gets worse. But uh, but no, I mean it was so. Self-congratulatory, and it, it felt very much. It felt like very much mm-hmm. like someone who worked on DirectX during its original days uh-huh. went off and started Wild Tangent, which hasn't been relevant in ten years, yeah. and has coasted on that because that was the last thing in his bio. Mm-hmm. What? So you haven't mm-hmm. worked in how mm-hmm. long? How would no. you possibly? And and most of the people, if you're a publishing company, most of the people you work with are unpublished companies. Mm-hmm because you're trying to publish them. Mm-hmm. So, indies, people with a lot of entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. But I think if you take his vision, mm-hmm. uh, his advice to to heart, mm-hmm. we actually see this happening, right? So, when he says, "You know what? You don't like the the nine or you don't like the 80-hour work week, mm-hmm. go be an entrepreneur. You start your own, kickstart your own," right? Mm-hmm. Guess what? Every time I go to an industry event, guess who everyone I meet is? Oh, I'm a CEO. I'm a CEO. Mm-hmm. Great, I'm a CEO too. Right. We're all CEOs. Yeah. None of us do anything, you know. Like, yeah, okay. If everyone is a, yeah. if everyone's an entrepreneur, nothing happens. Mm-hmm. Who's going Who's, who's going to work for the entrepreneur, mm-hmm. right? And a counter argument that I read, which was I think spot on, an entrepreneur, right you know, gets gets the huge reward for being successful. Mm-hmm. But the flip side is they have to assume the risks. Yeah. If those risks mean paying people fairly, if you fail to budget and mm-hmm. schedule correctly, that's the uh-huh. risk. You don't get to get the reward and not take right. the risk. Right? You don't get to say, oh, I'm just going to work you and not pay you because I, whoopsie, uh-huh. all right? But when this is successful, I'm, I'm right. still getting my reward, right. right? That's, well, that's exactly what you would expect from right. someone. Right. with that sort of background.
1: Well, so th- one of the points he makes, I think maybe not even in the original article, but as a as a response to mm-hmm. to some of the criticism was uh, you know in in regards to um the exempt uh, the, an exempt employee, someone who's mm-hmm. considered full-time, a salaried employee in other words, mm-hmm. not paid hourly. Meaning, yeah, if I work more than a 9 to 5, sure. Uh, I'm not drawing more salary for mm-hmm. that. I just get my fixed salary. His argument is you do understand that the games industry has evolved in such a way that we acknowledge crunch is part of our our culture mm-hmm. or our process because it's unpredictable. Features aren't always – we're not making the same game day sure. in and day out. Yeah. So we've already calculated that into your salary. Your salaries <laughs> are elevated beca- as a result. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do find some validity there because what I would pay a 3D modeler if I were an architect. Certainly. Firm. The
0: demand for art assets are so much smaller mm-hmm. than everywhere else, right? Except for like say, you know, Pixar, media, yeah. movies and stuff like that. But where else do you really need 3D art of the caliber that video games have to have? Mm-hmm. So so yes, but but as far as software development goes, absolutely not. You can make way right. more. Yeah. Yeah. I would say it. for
1: engineers, that's, that's definitely seems to be true because there's so many engineers, especially when they're young, saying mm-hmm. that'd be the most fun. I'm willing to do it, even if it means taking a pay cut versus right. like I could work at a bank.
0: Work I did. Half, it was awful. And I did a lot. As much, yeah. <laughs> make, make, work half as
1: hard and make twice as much. You know, yeah. But
0: yeah. No, absolutely. and uh, Absolutely. Yeah.
1: But definitely, I think on the content side, um, I know that. Yeah, when I was hiring artists out of college Mm -hmm. in the Pacific Northwest, I was starting them at 55K a year. How much would an architect with a master's be making? 30, 35? You
0: wouldn't start them at 55 nowadays with the cost of living as much as it's increased. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, that's uninflated. uh,
1: 2011, last time I hired an artist. Sure. But I mean, 55K a year. So that was, and that's more than the median US house for a person straight out of college. Sure. So, it is a pretty good way. Just because
0: there's not that much demand anywhere else, right?
1: And this is now where it can get dicey. And this is where EA got into trouble. Is you're an artist or you're a designer who has no control over the work itself. Mm-hmm. You just get fed. This is what we need. This is build what we this, need. Build this, this build this, build, build this. Yep. And then we're also saying, oh, and we need it in this unreasonable amount of time. So work. Mm-hmm over time to get it done by this, this day. Or we'll fire and we'll do you, it, and and we'll do you it over and over and over again and it's endlessly. Mm-hmm. So hey, wait a second. Now salaried employees are supposed to be the type of person that can define or is supposed to define the work that they do. Mm -hmm. I am senior enough to be able to tell you, oh, if this is our goal, this is what we need to build, and this is how long it will take. Mm -hmm. Great. The producer says, I'll vet that with the other disciplines and with my own data. If I agree, we're going to put that in schedule. Yes, that works out. That's the schedule. Now, if anything comes up that that went off Mm -hmm. plan, then yeah, you have to figure out how to get around that. Maybe it's... Let's all just stay an extra hour and solve this unexpected problem that cropped mm-hmm. up. But if you're salaried, it's because you told me how much work there was to be done.
0: Yeah. So it's a it's a corruption of even what that means, right? I mean, now my 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 history of mm-hmm. labor is not where it should be. I actually have a friend who majored in the history of labor. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, yeah. Uh, so I should probably ask him. But uh, but it used to be that. That salaried – and when I say used to be, I mean a long time ago, yeah. salaried imp- positions were very rare mm-hmm. and they were people that had an actual vested interest in a company. Yep. And so if they worked extra, it was by their choice yes. to improve the company because they would get a reward out mm-hmm. of that. Almost everyone was wage, mm-hmm. right? And only a few people were salarymen, yeah. right? And they were like, "Oh, they're part of this company yeah. core, mm-hmm. almost like partners, right? right?" And now that's not really what it means anymore. There are a lot of salary employees and stuff like that. So it's kind of been corrupted to be the opposite. Like, oh, your salary—that means I can abuse you. That right. means I—I yeah. I can make you work right. as long as I want, and there's nothing you can do about it. Right. And, there's
1: and some weird slow decline. Yeah, in, in and the and, it's, of the term it's and it's it's it's
0: silly to believe that. It's so polar, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you either only work 40 hours a week or yeah. you're crunching 80 right. hours a week. You know, I I work more than 40 hours a week mm-hmm. and I don't mind. Mm-hmm. Right? I love what I do. Mm-hmm. I have a great passion for it, right? I don't work 80 hours a week. Well, some, maybe some mm-hmm. weeks I do. But the fact of the matter is, is if I'm working on some stuff and it, it needs to be done, I'll get it done, mm-hmm. right? But the moment anyone takes advantage of that, then we're going to have a serious problem. And I think a lot of people are too concerned about that, you know, and, you know, worried about their position and could potentially lose their job. And that's sad. And Mm -hmm. that really is. And I mean, it says a lot about either A, how much value you place on yourself and B, how much value the company places on you. Um, You know, honestly, if you don't value your employees, you should not make them salaried employees because that's not the point of salaried employees. Right. Right. Um, I think you're
1: making great arguments. And I hope this is coming across to whoever's listening, is that I think the danger in the knee-jerk reaction to his article mm-hmm. is that Crunch is bad. It should be, you know, it should not be part of the industry. It should be banned outright. It's like as in you a just perfect said,
0: world, sure, but but,
1: yeah. but it's like you, on a daily basis, I assume here in uh, Ohio, mm-hmm. will receive requests for it. Mike, are you able to commit to this goal? And you can say I have the bandwidth to do that. It actually and goes you, more
0: along the lines of, Mike, I signed you up for this. Okay. Good luck. Okay. But. <laughs> All right.
1: Do you have the option to push back and say, Absolutely. you're, you're over committing me?
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, and it, that's, and I will say this, that that is, I mean, that's really a, a blessing. It, it's sad to say that mm-hmm. this is a, a, a blessing to mm-hmm. me because it really should be the way mm-hmm. it is that I work with and for people who say, you know what? I trust you to be working Mm -hmm. at your capacity Uh and tell me when enough is enough and I will listen to you, right? Right? That you would think that is just the way it should be. But again, movement, counter-movement, you have so many people that slack off that everyone buckles down and then, you know, people push back. And then, so all of a sudden, it's either 40 hours a week or 80 hours a a week. And there is no middle ground anymore.
1: The way I remember experiencing... uh, This was when I joined the industry, not Mm -hmm. as old as Alex St. John, I wasn't around for the original DirectX, but early enough when um, teams that were making what would be called AAA product Mm -hmm. were measured in the 20 to 40 head range. You know, like not a really large team to be sure. something that would sell, oh my God, it sold 300,000 copies. Mm-hmm. What a huge hit. Mm-hmm. Like now we'd laugh at that. Like three hundred oh my god, how, how much money did you lose only selling three hundred thousand right. copies? Right. Um But because it's such a small group, if you had three of the guys because they founded the company be salaried mm-hmm. and the rest be hourly, the sense of camaraderie, again, this idea of different group. You're a different generation. You're mm-hmm. a different class of employee. than me. didn't feel as cool, especially since even the youngest person on the team, let's, let's say we hired a crazy 19-year-old to do the AI for our game. All
0: 19-year-olds are crazy. It's yeah. confirmed.
1: Right. Well, guess what? So so were the CEOs of these companies. They were like 20 years old. Sure. So they're like, uh, it feels more equitable and fair. We're all in this together. We're mm-hmm. all salaried.
0: This is people forgetting what it was like to be started yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. Right? And Yeah. And-
1: yeah. That doesn't exist anymore. Now, these companies make billions of dollars year over year. They have to yeah. because their overheads and, are and, so yeah. huge. Yeah, and the, the number of people on a team are hundreds. So I think maybe that's where Alex St. John has lost perspective is like, you haven't been an individual contributor on a project of that scale in a long time. So you don't know what it's like. A oh, be project better. of that scale? Probably yeah. ever. Ever, yeah.
0: I mean, because DirectX wasn't that big when it yeah. started. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. And then he moved on to a startup. So, I, I, Grant, I don't know that much about chan- it. Maybe he's done yeah, other things. I don't know. The chance of putting but-
1: in an 80-hour work week for the next Call of Duty as, say, um, a young 20-year-old or mm-hmm. 25-year-old and then being able to fund your dreams As a result, when are you going to do that? Almost zero versus 20, 25 years ago, a (laughs) 20-year-old makes a game that sells 300,000 copies, gets his company sold for $4 million, set for life, set. Um, That doesn't, you know, like, yes. It doesn't really happen anymore. Relative to the number of people in industry is very small percentage. Exactly. You can't all be CEOs. Look at all these kids. that Like the percentage of kids. Yeah. Going up and out, of you know, doing status, catis- uh, not catastrophic, status, uh, or whatever. Yeah. I can't even say the word anymore. Um, Stratostropic. Doing, yeah, yeah. <laughs> doing great. Just going, yeah. like, having their, doing their, doing go. having their career skyrocket. <laughs> just, you know, have an accelerated very rare. Yeah, it's, it is much harder now. Yeah. I mean, I think some Steam uh, research just came out where the number of successful, very profitable titles on Steam, indie projects mm-hmm. on Steam, Remains relatively the same and their sales remain relatively the same, but the number of products that come out and do poorly has gone way, way up.
0: Well, because green, light, I mean, even green light, I'm, I'm not saying that doesn't mean anything, yeah. but being a greenlit game when it first started, that was a big deal. Uh-huh. And as time progresses, the wheel keeps turning. Yeah. Now, a lot of, I mean, almost everyone's green, it's hard not to be greenlit. And, and that's just a natural order of taking so many games at a time and eventually you're going to get them all. And so, yeah, there's just so many games. And that there. also
1: equates to a number of people making games. There Absolutely. are so many people willing and wanting or making to make games mm-hmm. that it becomes the employers market. Oh. You willing to do it for less? Sure. You, less time and less pay. Which is a result of so many schools offering these degrees. Because there's so many students coming in. Everybody's trying – and nobody's – well, not nobody, but very few people are being able to make a profit on Mm -hmm. it uh, as an indie. So they join a company, but it's the employer's market, so wages are not rising very well. The hours are pretty tough because, uh, frankly, why wouldn't I, as a rational producer of product, do it for the lowest price. In a capitalist society. Yeah, do yep. it for the lowest price possible. It's up to the employer to have the moral backbone to say, I'm setting a policy that says this is a maximum effort for mm-hmm. for a, an individual. When I see an individual exhibiting this kind of result or these mm-hmm. behaviors, I know they've reached their maximum and I get to back off. My yeah. policy tells me I have to back off. That's the way I run my company. That no doesn't one's really exist. Do it that. doesn't exist in our, in our industry. Really, it's right. not well defined. And, we don't understand and the what a of effort really is.
0: And it kind of even comes back to it's almost the consumer's fault, right? Because they demand so many of these products. They demand such a level of perfection. Mm-hmm. A score of seven is a death card anymore. Like a seven to ten is even like. Even for
1: free <laughs> to play. Seven to ten is like, dying. well, my yeah. game
0: is doomed. Yeah. Right? They yeah. used to think seven to ten, that's a pretty good yeah. game. No, seven to ten is just. Stroke of death in, yep. you know, eight point five or higher or yeah. nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's so many games, right. and so these companies have to produce these perfect games, so they have to bring on so many people. So the risk is so high, the overhead is mm-hmm. so high that they don't really have a choice, right? They, mm-hmm. it, it, it's very cyclical, right? It's just right. so it's what massive. it forces
1: that we have to have a certain level of sales, or else this mm-hmm. investment was a bad one. And the or, get, in,
0: or the coal company ceases right, to exist. Right, right. And then you're out of a job. Right?
1: Yeah. And in order to get that level of sales, historically, these very narrow time windows mm-hmm. are the only times consumers are willing to spend. Yeah. E.g. Thanksgiving and Christmas.
0: Good job, consumers.
1: Uh, yeah. So, I mean, well, I mean, not to put – but I'm just saying but it's a market the matter. pressure that says, hey, you guys are spending at a such and such rate – Uh, we had agreed to this project as being a a 6 million unit seller. And we were going to budget to that, market to that. Mm -hmm. We said we would do this window, so we're avoiding like Grand Theft Auto and all this stuff. But you aren't willing to compromise on your scope or your quality, even though you've had some features slip. And so you keep pushing your dates. Now it's costing so much that you have to sell from six, you have to you have to give us eight, or else we should pull the plug right now. You're never going to make it back. Yeah, and the only way you go you're going to make eight is if you make Christmas. So we can't do this other launch that you're thinking about. It has to be a Christmas. So so these things that you're adding or that you're maintaining, they better be competitive. And so now. Mm-hmm. Developers like, oh my god, the, the, the executives above. It's like, no, that's just the reality. If we as developers do not make hard choices for ourselves, yeah, then we put ourselves in front. But it's not the developer's of, yeah. choice
0: a lot of the times. That's true. A lot of times, Sometimes it's manager you choice, right, right? right? The developers don't pick and choose which features go in, right? Uh, I mean, yeah, i I'm talking I your front line programmer, right? right. right? Uh-huh. I'm I'm talking your, I mean, even your team manager. They're told what goes into the project, and then it's their job to build it, right?
1: Well, I'll I'll counter that. If okay. you are part of a AAA uh-huh. developer, a well-established one, with the way I'm imagining it, and again, this is my bias because I just I've been exposed to that. Mm-hmm. The ones that are hiring a lot of young people who might have the wrong attitudes, Saint mm-hmm. sure. John's. Um, the executives are are basically saying, "I have this existing business. It's called retail." action games Mm -hmm. i set parameters for what i need in my portfolio how we might market it how we might sell it and i know that it has to have these general high level features like it needs to have multiplayer Mm -hmm. it needs to have uh uh, ongoing content releases to keep the players engaged what does that look like developer because you're our superstars and it's always been the develop. Uh, you when you say develop, developer,
0: what do you mean? I
1: mean the Bungie. I mean the Visual no, Games. So you I mean, mean
0: the company? The company. Oh, see, okay, yeah, absolutely. I'm talking about the developer,
1: mm-hmm. the
0: guy or a girl that's sitting at the desk, not the company. Okay. So yeah, so I think we're just mixing terms there. Okay. Right. I would call it like maybe a, the studio, right, or the development okay. com- you know, development right. studio. Or whatever. And in my
1: experience, we all get they come back they, with a plan, pe- yeah, pe- and pe- it's their choice. Everyone from the kid that I just hired out of college, Mm -hmm. all up to most senior person, is contributing to the pre-production plan. This is our vision. Mm -hmm. Everyone better have had their say at whatever level they're capable of. Mm -hmm. And then when it comes to the actual production, once you're locked in, once you're locked in, if you're not making decisions like "uh, we made this mistake, let's cut scope," if you don't get to make that decision, you're hourly, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: or you're a contractor. Yeah. This is what, you know, I mean, and contractors are hourly, generally speaking. Um, otherwise, yeah, you help make decisions about your work. I want to be a contractor that's
0: fortnightly. Can I do (laughs) that?
1: (laughs) This is my fortnight wage. (laughs) I want, I want to be four squirrely. (laughs) Fair
0: enough. Um, I, I, I kind of just derailed you there. I'm sorry, but I just thought fortnight (laughs) is fun. Uh, I I do want to just kind of approach one more point in this article and then we're going to move on to a different topic unless there's more you want to talk about. I'm not the boss of you. Um, So the one point that really struck me, so every other part of this article, you could kind of be like, okay, the guy's being a bit Mm self-indulgent. I don't agree with these points. They're kind of making me mad, whatever. But the part that just made me laugh mm-hmm. and kind of invalidated every statement made in the article and made me even just wonder if this was a real person and not just like three teenage boys in their parents basement at midnight drink drunk off of like one beer being like it would be funny to write this article uh. as this other person right um was the statement and i'm paraphrasing here if you don't want to work an 80 hour work week uh-huh get better at your job and you won't have to. In what universe does that happen? In what in what universe, if you're really good at your job and you get done by 5 p.m., uh-huh. do you not get pulled in to help someone else? Uh-huh. Right. Oh, you're done? Great. We're going to have you help this uh-huh. other team now. What world does that happen?
1: Yeah. Does that happen in your world, Mike? No. Uh, ab- you're, I think you're <laughs> absolutely right that um, – in our w- real world, anytime you have excess bandwidth, it will be used.
0: His, his statement was basically get good. Mm-hmm. Like he was just like, learn to play, noob.
1: No. <laughs> now, if you read, I think, like the rules surrounding salaried work, it's you are given a body of work to do. If mm-hmm. you can do it in two hours, great. You're salaried. You're not measured by hours. If you can do your work in two hours, so be it. But to your most point,
0: salary statements have something along, along the lines of the last hours. one. Yeah. No, along the last lines is, and we'll also do whatever is required of me by right. the company. Right,
1: right, yeah. right. So mm-hmm. that then says, oh, you know, you're so good at your job that you have the capacity to help us in this other area. Now, if you're working for a good company, they're going to recognize that you're contributing above your role, mm-hmm. and then you'll be rewarded for that with a promotion, a bonus, whatever it takes.
0: No, chances are, in most companies, you'll be unpromotable because they need you to do the work. Mm. (laughs) Who are they going to replace you Mm. with that's as productive as you are? That's the unfortunates of actually doing good.
1: (laughs) So if you're in a situation like that, then I think what St. John and others like him would say is like, you're in a bad situation. Get out of it. And that's what I got out of his. Sure. Which is – but that's easier said than done. We're in an industry that's inundated with talent. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is hard if you have, especially if you have a short resume to just pick up and go to another place um, and uh, work in a, in a more healthy situ- uh, condition for yourself. To if just you crea- can find you that, you know, yeah, if you were to just create that condition for yourself, like we were just saying, um, all right, let's let's be honest, like this, uh, the number of people who are working as indies and are successful and can earn a living wage on that is really small. Mm-hmm. And the other, I think, and this is where he's being kind of like, he's not disclosing it, but he's kind of being cruel about it is I want you to experience that. And then didn't realize if you don't push yourself and I don't mean crunch, if you just don't push yourself to every maximum, my intellectual capacity, my creative capacity, Um, and my capacity to just physically work. Mm -hmm. If I don't push myself in all those areas, um, then I am falling behind the competitors that do choose to push themselves to their maximum capacity in those areas. Sure, and all 10 of
0: them will have better jobs. Yeah. So 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 few people actually like that. Right.
1: And what I think happened for the games industry was that in the 1980s, you had a bunch of kids Mm -hmm. start this industry called video games um, and they, or not they, some of them were willing to put in insane hours, mm-hmm. and because of that, they got just a little bit better or a little bit more mm-hmm. than the guy next to them. But and see, and at that all time, those people succeeded and became and yeah. defined the whole. So now it's just the culture. We all worked this hard, yeah, because that's what it took. It's to the rockstar mentality of the beat industry. Beat out the other guys, and at that time, it wasn't
0: work because that was their. Their hobbies. That was their, you know, right. and to some extent, for a lot of people, it still is. But, but it's grown to such a size that it can't be that. Right. Aviation used to be a really cool hobby for the Orville, bro- uh-huh. the Wright brothers, right? Uh-huh. Right? right, right. Aviation, right. right? Look, these guys, they just they. Took yeah. a couple of sticks, wrapped <laughs> some cloth around it, and jumped off a cliff. Uh-huh. Go do that. You'll be a, you'll you know, make planes. Right. Not no, you can't. Really. You'll be
1: breathing down your neck and it's like, oh yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, it doesn't
1: work that right.
0: way anymore. And so you can't be like, well, you just have to do it like they did it. You have yeah. to just yeah. have to put in 110%. No. Right. If you put yeah. in 110%, guess what? First off, that's not possible. And second off, you're going to (laughs) die, you know, you're Mm -hmm. just, you're going to die. And so maybe don't do that. It's not, you know, it's not really worth it. So
1: in my personal life, and then we can uh, close on my personal career, I should say I did crunch too much and I have sustained permanent injury. I have chronic Mm -hmm. tendonitis in, in my hands so that, um, you know, it puts a limit on like, I can't rock climb. My wife rock climbs. I just take pictures. Can't do it. Uh More like sp- yeah, well like chronic wimpinitis. is. Yeah, <laughs> When I uh, I have to play my StarCraft with a tablet. I don't use a mouse. I with use a, a tablet? Yes, I use a pen when I play Starcraft. Oh, I thought you were talking about like an iPad or oh, something. Oh, I'm no, like, I, play you- on, I play on my Surface Pro too. Okay, which is crazy, but I do it. Fair um, enough, and it's really fun to beat people on. And they're like, "How did you beat me with forty apms?" Like, because I'm on a tablet. They're like, "On a tablet?" Then they say, "I'm quitting this game forever." Like, and I've got Don't seven do that. pens. Don't do that. You have so much to live for. <laughs> and, uh, um, no, on but, a
0: tablet, I can have five mouse cursors. <laughs> what do you got? Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, so there is definitely an evil side. Now, no one forced me to do that. We were crunching as a team, mm-hmm. but the choice to sleep under my sleep under my desk. To finish Oni in three months, that was on me. Mm-hmm. I chose because I wanted the level to be that good. Sure. I we could easily bu- met our obligations and shipped a sixty a Metacritic sixty game, and I didn't want that. I wanted I wanted to at least get seventy five to eighty. what so, would the
0: next project have even been like? Yeah. you know,
1: yeah. So Soared yourself, so to I do. personally yeah. pushed myself, and I would caution anyone like make sure you really understand why. You're crunching. Did someone force you or did you make that choice? There's a really big
0: difference, uh-huh. too, between working every moment you're awake uh-huh. into the point where you have serious health uh-huh. risks and hate your life uh-huh. versus putting 100% effort into every minute you are yeah, working. right. You don't have to work every minute of your day. Well, some sure. you shouldn't have yeah. to work, but – don't mistake that as an excuse to not work the whole time right. you should be mm-hmm. working, mm-hmm. right? Like, oh, I'm just so tapped out. I, You know, yeah. if you're only working – if you're working 12 hours a day but you're not working that whole yeah. time, you're really only maybe working a six-hour right. day. Right. And I think right? that's
1: the argument against crunch. You're like you're getting counterproductive. It's like that's true. A lot of people say, oh, I know I'm being forced to crunch. So, I'm going to stretch out an eight hour day to fill the 12 hours. So, you're not really getting what you were hoping for. Uh, That, yeah. That that makes sense. Every system will have adapters, right? right.
0: right. Um, And and so, I mean, and that's the thing, it's probably an example of just people ruining it for everyone else, right? Right. Where, you know, if everyone did just fully work their eight hour day, which is exhausting, Mm -hmm. I get it, right? Um, You probably wouldn't have as much crunch. But there's also still a lot of management issues there and a lot of scheduling. I mean, I'm not it, – it's yeah. a problem. It's both, right. both sides right. of it.
1: Right. Anyways, I wanted to state that I definitely see the evil side of crunch. Mm-hmm. I know it. I, I still live with it to this day even though this, this is from a crunch that occurred um, 16 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the other side, the bonds and the memories I have, the things that make me still want to be part of the – games industry or the scene your war buddies
0: yeah Mm -hmm. it
1: really what it it sounds really cliche but it is it is those moments when you're like we really believe in this vision no one else has done this before and we don't believe any other team is capable of doing what we're doing right now and if it means doing this extra thing together Mm -hmm. when we could be doing other things entertaining ourselves yeah Instead, we're going to do this thing together, and then celebrate ourselves afterwards. That is so awesome. I would yeah. not want to trade that away. That's the and basis ho- of sports. Hope, That's the right. basis of exactly. all of. Yeah. And I would hope really. everyone has the the chance to put everything they have.
0: But you make a good point. Towards if it's your something. choice.
1: Yes, if it's your choice. Um,
0: if you say, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay late and I'm gonna get this yeah. done, right? Not. Mandatory crunch right. for the next six yeah. months. Like, yeah,
1: yeah, and and no crunch lasting more than a few weeks should ever. You yeah. can't do that. You should not do that. It's no. just not. Uh, you can have several little crunches throughout the course of a project, but never like a long sustained thing. It's almost that's just healthy well, to do that every right. once in a while. Yeah. It's like exercise, right? Yeah.
0: You know, it's one almost, or two crunches. Yeah. Sprint. And, yeah, one yeah. or two crunches not going to no. kill you, and it, that, that's normal. And you, a lot of people will be like, "Oh man, I worked." three really long days, crunch is real. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, okay. Like, but, you know. (laughs) And then the last
1: thing I want to point out Mm -hmm. is that people say crunch is counterproductive. It creates more work in the end. Um, Crunch is very strategic um, in my view in that I'm willing to pay in terms of future work Mm -hmm. for a gain right now that secures my team's success right now. Sure. Meaning, for example, I'm going to ship 18 months from now, but we're doing the reveal as a teaser in six months. Mm-hmm. I need that teaser to be the most amazing thing that could be sure. seen that E3. Yeah. So if that means three times during the next six months, I'm going to commit everything I have towards that. Yeah. Um, so be it. Even though I know that that means I may be creating so much new content that there's just going to be a lot of bugs that I'm going to polish away later. So be and it. And to an a
0: extent, that's acceptable. I'll and, fight that battle yeah. later.
1: Right now, if we don't look great six months from now, it's all over. Just forget it. It's not it. going to matter. Yeah. Yep. So in that sense, it's like, yes, yes, crunch can be bad in terms of creating more work or more bugs and whatnot.
0: If you want a great but example, you- just check out Colonial, what is it, Colonial Space Marines or uh, the— the Alien game where they released the trailer that was actually a pre-rendered video (laughs) and all this stuff, and it it wasn't actually, it wasn't real. Okay, yeah, and we did that on Halo
1: (laughs) 2. We did a Uh rendered on the Xbox teaser. It looked amazing using stencil shadows, This what we thought at the time was going to be. What was going to be in it. It's a 64 megabyte system on like what was, I think the Xbox was a 32-bit processor, wasn't it? there's no, no way we were going to get this. I mean, it was running at yeah. one frame per second. Um, but anyway, what,
0: what a frame. I mean, one, one hell frame. Of a frame. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What a frame.
1: <laughs> and then you just, you know, put it in a video editor. Sure. And you got, Oh, it looks like it's real time. It's well yeah. It was rendered down an Xbox, just not in real time. Um, and then we never got it
0: real ish time.
1: Yeah. So, um, But it created the myth of what Halo 2 was going to be. And that secured our success. Mm -hmm. So that's when a crunch is, I think, okay. Microsoft didn't tell us to do that. We did that
0: for ourselves. Choice is a big part of
1: it. Um, Something that we should probably uh, be very clear about up front. And you know me, Mr. Nice Guy. uh, I always want to be very clear about the fact that um, you and I were discussing our feelings about ideas Mm-hmm. Uh, in particular about you know what does it mean to be a young person who doesn't appreciate uh the opportunities before them or um a or even a, a veteran or, or a veteran or whatever any person of any context the the troubles between uh seeing uh people within a team as being part of a different group than mm-hmm. you um those are the things that we were railing against we are not in any way saying that um, we don't like Alex St. John. We don't know him. We've nah. never met him, never worked with him, never communicated might with Might be with this a saint, person. might have done so <laughs> many good things. Yeah.
0: I, I don't know that much.
1: What we were um, having a heated discussion about were simply ideas and the way that they were presented, not necessarily, you know, even I'm sure Alex has said, um, I'm just sharing some ideas here. I'm like, don't take this as an attack or I'm not attacking uh, people, even though sometimes it felt like that, um, he was in fact doing that. So, uh, take it for what you will. Um, we just want to make sure that this is a healthy conversation that in people's minds, we are not trying to get them wild up to not like a person. We're just talking about ideas here. Right, Mike?
0: Yeah. And the, the words of Bill and Ted be excellent to each other.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Wild stallion. Yeah. You know what? No (laughs) millennial's going to know who Bill and Ted is. (laughs) You're (laughs) right. Oh God. That's so sad.
0: (laughs) Well I mean I guess it's wrong to assume that but if you don't know what that is <laughs> no, or non millennial if you don't know what me, that I is. have
1: had People on my teams and I say like, well, you know, like in Empire Strikes Back, and they're like, I have to admit, I've never watched. Well, my dad's never watched any Star Wars movies. Well, so that's what I'm saying. But your dad would never work in. But video old games. people, we already know how I feel about them. <laughs> <laughs> or or like Blade Runner, they're like, oh, that's on my list. I oh, didn't really I... care
0: for Blade Runner. We should probably you're just terrible. stop now, though. Yeah, I I respect it for what it achieved.
1: Yeah. First of all, none of it... this is going into the podcast, right? Because we're already over an hour, and we just did. No, our I'm surgery.
0: putting this in. Now
1: we're gonna have to apologize about this. We <laughs> didn't mean any disrespect. To, to Blade old, Runner. To Blade Runner. Or even to people though, who've never seen a Star Wars movie.
0: Yeah, even though, yeah. Harrison Ford was obviously a replicant.
1: <laughs> Spoiler alert. Now we have to apologize for spoiling.
0: I refuse to <laughs> apologize for spoiling. Hey, did you Blade know the replicant,
1: the replicants and Blade Runner all have their inception dates uh well, this year, 2016? So we're just gonna see a bunch of people dropping dead. Oh, no,
0: no, no, that's no, not their some, end date, that's their start date. Yeah, their start date. You're right, I'm sorry, yeah, I, I thought you were saying that was like their
1: timeline, you know, when they yeah, sort yeah. of shut down in the movies. No, 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 this so is they, when they were made.
0: Hmm. This doesn't feel like the future <laughs> they had in mind in the movie. We in the future, yeah. now, okay, yeah. now we can officially Yeah, move we on. just want
1: to apologize about the fact that we weren't saying we wanted to see a ruined earth, we just, you know... <laughs> like movies that talk about you're <laughs> apologizing about the article no you're apologizing about... okay and, <laughs> repetitive oh you know banter. one quick note mm-hmm. um i i remember in an earlier episode i dissed uh kotaku.com because i don't go there because the articles just get me angry there is one podcast i think they're they uh shoot what's it called split screen podcast okay. Episode 29, Matt Burns, who you might remember meeting at uh, GDC, the audio yep. producer, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. now is an indie developer and uh, instructor at uh, UW, um, was a guest on the podcast talking about that topic of crunch. And he's very eloquent. I think he represents the experienced developers' view on crunch, very balanced, very fair. And he's really, you know, it's just uh, fun to listen to. Sure. So, uh, episode 29 about crunch, that's Matt Burns. I, I would say anybody, if they want to listen to something else about the topic, listen to that one.
0: I would say you've heard it here first, but you probably didn't hear it here first, so you've just heard it here. <laughs> All right. So, um, so okay. So transitioning on to our, our, our lighter note um, is new hardware, right? So <laughs> you have this Nintendo NX, this mysterious entity, which was announced sort of. Uh, because it it wasn't so it was announced, but it was really just a, a line item on a report.
1: Right, and this is what's <laughs> weird. This is the second time it was just a line item on like a report. Yeah. Um, I think uh, Mr. Iwata was still alive and yep. he was still president of Nintendo. The first time they mentioned we have we are still in hardware development, do not worry, because I think you know by now by that point, they, everybody knew the Wii U was not working. Yeah, out. Was, yeah. And they sort But it was like,
0: at that point that he merged their mobile or their handheld mm-hmm. teams with their console teams. Okay. And that's what's led to the rumors about what the NX can be. So, okay. so you know, he basically says, we're developing something, don't uh, worry. Uh-huh. And, uh, oh, yeah, we merged handheld and yeah. console, right? Yeah. And so all of a sudden you're just like, okay. And, I mean, so obviously nothing is confirmed on those lines, but it kind of eludes, uh, alludes with an mm. A, Alludes to the idea that uh, that the NX might be what everyone thought the Wii U was going to be, where the console is a handheld that plugs mm-hmm. into some higher power docking station, right, that puts it up on your TV or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that's – I mean that's speculation but potential.
1: hmm well to me that sounds like the Wii U, but I, I don't know. But the Wii U's.
0: U the controller is just a controller, it's not the game system. Oh, okay. The Wii U is just a peripheral. Okay. Right? Um this would be a 3DS that plugs right, into your TV right, right. Okay. with better graphics. Okay. You know?
1: I see. Um Yeah, and then it was mentioned now and they're like and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, nothing's coming out in 2016. and Because uh, it was supposed <laughs> to
0: be, well, I, I get a rumor, but yeah. everyone was thinking Christmas, right? Yeah. Everyone was thinking it was going to be a Christmas item. Mm-hmm. And then it was just like, oh, yeah, March 2017. Yeah. And, I mean, they didn't release. Oh, yeah,
1: and uh, Zelda's going to launch around that time, too, or lo- launch in that year. Mm-hmm. We're like, wait, this thing's been in development forever. It's coming out for the Wii U. So, yeah, yeah, that's they're all being delayed till next year. Mm-hmm. So I that's it sounds like... Nothing, no new software is coming out of Nintendo Studios in the year twenty sixteen.
0: Uh the new Pokemon game. Is that it? Yeah, could it? it either just came out or it's coming out. Okay. Uh, and so everyone no thought additional it, releases. Well, that's from the thing. This point. So the new Pokemon game came out for the three DS or it's coming out. I don't quite remember. And everyone's like, "Why? When the NX is coming out at the end of the uh, year, right? Why uh-huh. wouldn't the Pokemon game be on that or whatever?" Yeah. And this explains why. why? Uh But. uh Now, I can't remember if it has already come out or if it's coming out because I wonder if it hasn't come out yet. I wonder if it's delayed. I think it came out, it it, it doesn't really matter. Um, but yeah, and so that kind of answers that you know, it's you know, it's you know, 2017 is what you're looking at, and and the the only really official thing they've said about it is that it'll be completely different than the Mm -hmm. Wii or the Wii U, and so that could mean that it will be a handheld. Or it could mean – no, I mean it will be uh, – some people are speculating that means it will have like hardware on par with next – gen, like new generation consoles, right? If you want to say that anymore since the Xbox One and the PlayStation 4 have been out a while mm-hmm. now. Um, but, uh, but, but high-powered rivaling graphics and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But that's not really their style. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know, right? But yeah. it's all a speculation.
1: Yeah. For me, what would- – is curious and I want to know if anybody had any insight on this is why would a company like Nintendo tease the next platform so early and with such little information, because in my view, it would just have a very chilling effect on my, uh, any consumer's intention on maybe picking up a Wii U just because, um, well,
0: I think they've, I, I think they've gotten to the point where that's not really happening anyway. I mean, to be fair, if you're buying a Wii U uh-huh. at this point of its uh-huh. life cycle and with its history, it's because there's a specific game you want. Uh-huh. And so another thing looming potentially is really going to stop you from making that purchase, right? Because, um, I mean, the mindset of a consumer that's buying you know, a console that's more or less considered to be not successful uh-huh. at this point is that it's a targeted purchase. It's not just a, oh, hey, I've always uh-huh. wanted one of these. I'm going to get one. Oh, there's going to be such longevity. I think people kind of know. Um, I mean, that's not to say that those are the only people buying it. But I think the risk of losing consumers Mm -hmm. is so minimal at this point that I don't think it really matters.
1: Mm -hmm. So then if it's not about gaining consumers or preventing the loss of a consumer. So then what else is this message? Is it to tell the investors, hey, look, our hardware partners and everybody we're keeping them engaged. We're mm-hmm. still making hardware. Do not bail on us as a it, company. It could be a lifeline kind of deal. Yeah.
0: It could be a, hey guys, look, we're still working. Yeah. It could also, I mean, you know, Nintendo Nintendo has this way of 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 starting the hype train, but not starting the hype train. <laughs> some some years they're just on fire and other uh-huh. years like they're like, we don't play that game, right? Uh-huh. And so I'm reluctant to be like, well, maybe they're just, maybe they're just starting the hype train, like getting it just really, really building Uh up, you know, Uh getting, so once, when it's Uh reaching a crescendo, you know, closer to, as opposed to just springing it on people. Uh Um, But sometimes Nintendo does that, and a lot of times Nintendo doesn't. Uh So it's really hard to say. But but it could be one of the things they're doing. I mean, maybe maybe they're just like, yeah, let's just let's just leak this thing now. Mm-hmm. Let's just you know, let's just mm-hmm. toss a little something out there. Let's you know. Uh, I mean, it, it all, their styling changes a lot with their leadership and who's uh-huh. managing their marketing and things like that. But uh, but yeah, maybe it's something along those lines. Maybe it's just sort of uh, you know, don't count us out yet. You know, mm-hmm. our our properties and stuff are are still coming up, and we got this new mysterious thing coming. Go ahead and speculate. Yeah.
1: Are, maybe maybe they don't t- even
0: know what it's going to be. Right, right. They're letting people speculate and be like, "Oh, that was a great idea. Right. We should do that."
1: Right? They're, or they're they're <laughs> trying to force the hand of Sony and Microsoft in some odd way. Like, what would the advantage be? I'm just I'm just purely guessing here. Sure. I'm just off the like, is there a play where it's like someone can,
0: probably to, forgot shoot. to just remove it from the from the report? <laughs> right. 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 Everyone's right, right, so like, much right, into so, it yeah. and right now. Someone just packing up his desk.
1: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> It's like, but could you imagine? Like, uh, we need to get Sony and Microsoft off their ten-year platform cycle, um, and we need to screw up their R and D um, and make their process more expensive so that we can stay in the game longer. To do, wh-
0: but I mean, it would have to become massively more expensive. I, anyone who's been around long as Nintendo probably knows, like in this situation like the 10 year R&D cycles mm-hmm. and stuff like Microsoft and Sony they're what you would consider or call you know a sleeping giant mm-hmm. right they just they lumber and they yeah. do their thing pretty slowly pretty and you don't wake the you know you don't <laughs> you don't wake the sleeping giant yeah. right because then it becomes predictable uh, unpredictable mm-hmm. and you have sure it'll cost them money but guess what Microsoft and Sony have proved time and time again they will drop <laughs> so much coin to bury you if yeah. they need to, right? So that's – it's you don't want to take – I mean, Sony and Microsoft right now have guns pointed at each other like nonstop. Mm-hmm. You know, Nintendo doesn't want to just come <laughs> up and just flick both of them on the ear and just right. be like, what's up, jerks? Yeah, you what's know? that story about like
1: the, the the small person that goes around and fights two giants simultaneously – Oh,
0: you're talking. Oh, you're talking about the Taylor, uh, seven with one blow, right? <laughs> yeah, and it was talking right. about flies as <laughs> right, opposed right. to giants. Which is weird, because yeah.
1: Nintendo used to be the giant just one generation. Ago.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was the brave Taylor. I saw the Mickey Mouse version of it, where it was animated. <laughs> so was of course like, you did.
1: You are a millennial. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Love me Actually, some well, I'm
1: sure millennials are like who's Mickey Mouse. Yeah, he's that. He's just that that logo, right? The icon. Like, you know, yeah. like has there been a new Mickey Mouse cartoon in like the last 20? Well, years? Mickey
0: Mouse uh, Clubhouse still happen. Still goes on. My kids watch it.
1: Oh, see, I, I, well, plus that, the I'm Mickey
0: Mouse it. now has a, a Disney uh, Infinity character, so my mm-hmm. kids get a chance to play oh. as Mickey Mouse. Uh, it was interesting. I was So I was in mm-hmm. – uh, uh, so I had done a couple of Disney visits recently. This is mm-hmm. not even on the topic, but you we brought it – you didn't bring it up. I brought it up. But uh, so one of the places I was at were the people that worked on Disney Infinity, right? Oh. And so I, I told my son, he's sick. So I was like, uh. oh, yeah, I'm, I'm with the people that, that made Disney Infinity. So his first reaction was people made that, which <laughs> was – funny right like he's six he doesn't you know yeah. tim products just fall out of the yeah. sky fine whatever yeah. uh but then he I, I tell you it is my life goal to impress my son <laughs> right because i he doesn't i personally think i'm kind of cool right <laughs> especially with my job and stuff yeah. like that like you know in my hobbies mm-hmm. you know i just I, I try to be anyway and uh and he he's just so used to me that I he's just like, yeah whatever. So I'm like oh I'm with the, the people that made Disney Infinity. I think he's gonna be like oh cool yeah. right because we play yeah. that game. And first off you know f- at first he's like oh people made that right and then immediately not even not even a, oh cool he goes he goes oh ask him if they'll give you all the figures. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like I don't I don't think they're gonna do See, that. See that's
1: the entitlement attitude. Yeah. Well that- he's <laughs> but
0: he's like oh well then ask him to make you some new ones. <laughs> Like, yeah. I don't think that's gonna happen either. <laughs> like, can't you just for one moment stop and be like, that's cool? Like, yeah, right. just I'll it just be no like, perspective. I'll take, I'll, I'll be at a, a conference or a show, and there'll be like a, a giant dragon mm-hmm. statue and a castle, and a, a knight, and a queen, and a king. I'll get my picture with him and send it to him, and I'll be like, oh, look what I'm doing, yeah. right? And he's just like, oh, I had Lucky Charm for breakfast. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, <laughs> I just want to be like, senpai, acknowledge me. Yeah. <laughs> He's a jaded gamer. I know. He, well, he's he's gonna be a jerk because he gets all the video games he wants because mm-hmm. I get all yep, the video right. games I want. You know, he's man. Yeah, I'm I'm raising uh, an entitled spoiled kid. Yeah. But what what are you gonna do anyway? Uh, so we <laughs> You're gonna. I'm gonna
1: rant about him like this generation of kids that I'm hiring and they just- I'm
0: gonna tell you this: the day you rant uh-huh. is the day we're all doomed. <laughs> the day you stop going like. I wonder what they're really trying to say. That's the day where all <laughs> humanity is doomed. Like, I rant. That's You don't get to take that from me. That's my charm. <laughs> That's why this dynamic duo works. <laughs> if you start ranting, mm-hmm. we're screwed. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, back on topic. Well, um, I don't even remember what our topic was. Oh, this is about cycles. Mickey Mouse. Oh, yeah, the, the giants and the uh, little t- brave tailor or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the development cycles. And, and you, you bring up a good point with the, the, the development cycle. Uh, because, interestingly enough, some new info with that with the PlayStation Neo, mm-hmm. right? Which you know people are AKA calling A.K.A.
1: Sony Four K,
0: Sony or PlayStation Four K. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 PlayStation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. and you had some really interesting sort of, uh, and I'll I'll let you say what they were, but guesses as to yeah. why, right? Why why now? Why this? Right? And what were you saying about well, that?
1: I was just asking that question. You know, out. That's what I'm it's saying. A, yeah, 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 like I don't know that no one – I have no sources for this. But mm-hmm. I'm just wondering like, OK, if it's for 4K televisions, are they trying to do something? Do you think
0: 4K televisions are that disruptive of a technology that they warrant?
1: Well, do you remember what made um, the entire world adopt HDTV? It was, it was next-gen consoles. It was the first – like this experience is only available. There's no other version of it. I'm gonna available. have to
0: fact check that because I would assume it would be adult entertainment.
1: I'm oh, just saying. No. <laughs> uh, um, uh, adult entertainment people are used to VHS quality video. Yeah, I'm. I'm maybe Blu-ray and um, mm-hmm. uh, and um, whatnot. But no, I mean 720p programming. Like where were you gonna get? Where were you gonna get a 720? P content for yeah. your television circa 2004 or 5. Yeah. It was a next-gen console. So there's possibly Sony saying, we're going to really push 4K TV. 3D TV Because they also bust. happen
0: to be a TV manufacturer. Yes, right. Do you really think the two – I mean, Sony's big. Do you really mm-hmm. think the two departments, their own companies by right within Sony, would work that closely together to – you think do you think PlayStation would risk its reputation to push TVs? Because maybe they don't the same, share something. Yeah, maybe of pie. in the same
1: way that some developers feel like they don't they're, they're being told by management what to do? I would imagine it's possible for a company, like the reason why we have a central leadership is so that we can set very uh, difficult goals mm-hmm. that multiple divisions have to cooperate on to make a reality.
0: Yeah, that seems like a huge risk for Little Reward though because Sony's sharing the 4K pie with Panasonic and Samsung and, right. you know, I mean, right. as far as just counterpoint right. to your yes. sp- to speculation,
1: it's it's possibly sure. one element of of upgrading mid cycle mm-hmm. or earlier than what we would expect. Like, why would you? Well, it's not a it's
0: if, not a PlayStation Five, God, so I mean, it would be just an upgrade right. as opposed to a new console. Yeah, like, well, why,
1: why even bother? Why make the confusion of is this for a PlayStation Four? Yes, but which version of the PlayStation? Like, why would you do that? It mm-hmm. seems weird to me. Like, so there'd have to be some reason. Is 4K television enough? Or is it because um, they're coming out with uh, PSVR um, and that's going to, as we were discussing in Mm -hmm. in weeks past, oh, now we are talking about. Yeah, naturally. Um, But two, I think you described before, the ideal situation is that eventually be um, two rendered displays at what resolution each eye?
0: As high as possible. I mean, they're. I mean, there was no upward, like, oh, now it's too sharp, right? Uh, Um, Well, 4K,
1: I don't think we can see individual pixels at 4K. Could we, per eye?
0: Yeah, if you – well, 4K per eye, Uh probably not. I mean, it's hard to say without – Even now, if they they could upgrade the
1: the rendering to 4K, it's 2,000K, 2K per – I'm sorry. 2K I mean that's, per pretty, eye. Im- that's
0: pretty that's pretty impressive. That's pretty sharp. Yeah.
1: So maybe maybe it's not just for televisions but also for their VR. Well, I mean effort. chances
0: are, I mean so the, the PlayStation VR is really cool, right? And I'm You've not seen it. I'm seen not it. just saying that. Yeah. I mean I I I don't have a PlayStation 4. I'm actually considering buying one. So mm-hmm. when the PlayStation VR comes out, I can buy one, mm-hmm. right? Cuz it is pretty cool. Um but I mean, as you – we were talking about my graphics card. I have a, yeah. a NVIDIA 980, right, to run VR stuff on my my PC here. And that card is what you would say the top of the line mm-hmm. on the consumer market just south of a, a Titan, mm-hmm. right? It is pretty much the bare – the highest level graphics card you can buy uh-huh. is the bare minimum hardware for VR experiences, So what does that even mean? It means we as an industry and and as consumers, we don't even have what it takes to have good experiences yet. Uh And so PlayStation VR is good by our standards right now. It probably taxes a PlayStation 4 to its maximum. Uh And so if you're putting this time and effort into PlayStation VR, right, three months after it comes out, you're not going to be able to run new stuff anymore. It's not – you're already taxing it now. I see. You're so- like
1: if I wanted to do a port of say – say some Creed new game VI. comes right. out yeah
0: right and yeah. for the, on pc it works right. great because at right. that point i'll have the nvidia right. 1080 or right. whatever however their numbering works make at this point a
1: reasonable port for the ps exactly because, because the tax. playstation
0: 4 just cannot do it maybe i'm getting speculation so maybe,
1: maybe they're hearing from the because sony unlike nintendo has really good relationships with third-party publishers and developers well and, and sony be listening saying like hey we want to do Well, and Sony really has a VR
0: offering where Microsoft is putting everything into the Hololens, right? Right, And so, I mean, there's a this is like kind of one of the first times where the two companies, as far as the consoles, have so strongly diverged. I mean, Microsoft doesn't have a VR offering, Mm -hmm. you know, and so most of the the mid cycle rumors I've heard have been about Sony and only Sony. I haven't really heard any mid cycle rumors about Microsoft. Microsoft other than, doesn't other have than Phil v-
1: Spencer saying it might be possible and then backtracking.
0: Well, bit. and they said we may make it so you could upgrade hardware within right. yourself, right? right? Like your own uh, RAM or whatever. Yeah, okay. But so Microsoft doesn't have VR, doesn't have strong rumors tying to mid cycle mm-hmm. upgrade, right? Sony does have VR, right. has strong rumors to mid cycle okay, upgrade. Yeah. The culprit there seems, seems to be, to be VR, VR, but again, speculation, mm-hmm. right? It's hard to, to actually say.
1: Right. And the reason why you'd want to do that is. To make it as easy as possible for you to have a healthy library of games, because VR is a big risk. People mm-hmm. are going to want to put out a game and see as put it on as many platforms. I want Oculus to be able to run this. I want Vive to be able to run this. I want PSVR to be able to run this because mm-hmm. I need all those customers to make back. Because they're subsets of subset yeah. markets. Right. You need yeah. Right, and unfortunately, Sony, your system isn't up to snuff. And mm-hmm. so maybe they're like, oh, we can't let that be. So PlayStation
0: you know, Neo might just be PlayStation VR Plus, or yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like,
1: but it if this is a, an upgrade that benefits all of your games, but it's really designed to make sure that our VR effort is um, yeah. competitive. Just doesn't it benefit sounds like developers. It sounds reasonable. And then there's a side benefit of, oh, yeah, and then it, it can. It gives you a reason
0: to have a 4K TV. And developers will say, yeah, we can develop for both versions of the PlayStation 4. just going kind to of mean our employees have to crunch a little bit more.
1: We're <laughs> <laughs> outsourcing partners, right? That's right.
0: right. And full circle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> in, I mean, it is, it's an interesting concept. And as a consumer, I'm like, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. But it makes me hesitant to buy a PlayStation 4 because exactly. just why like, wouldn't yeah. I just buy a PlayStation Neo when, right. it, you that's, know, 4K that's, yeah, or whatever? I'm exactly in the same boat. But uh, but as a, as a developer, I think, like, oh, hey, that's fragmentation. We've played this game with Android, right? Like, there's pros and cons. Mm-hmm. Absolutely pros and cons. But uh, uh, at the end of the day, it will be... I mean, it'll be what it is. There'll be good and bad in both regards. I mean, it'll give... It'll give developers the chance to say, you know what, we're gonna be PlayStation four K exclusive because the hardware is greater I than think the there's Xbox. A, there's a rule.
1: You know? All games that come have to out on the PlayStation 4 platform have to support
0: both SKUs. Well, then that sucks. Because <laughs> then I don't know, as a developer I might be like, well, I'm just gonna go by Xbox and I'll have to do the one or something. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. yeah. It's it's you know, that's kinda hard to say then. Uh, it it really all of it kind of depends on how how well the playstation tooling is made mm-hmm. how i mean if they're both identical platforms, one just has more oomph, uh-huh. right? Then it's not so bad. Then if like completely different architectures, completely different OSs, completely different, you yeah, know, like right. then it's a whole different system, right? right, right. Uh, but if it's just a slightly more powerful version of almost the exact mm-hmm. same architecture and stuff like that, you know, if their interfaces are almost identical, then all right. Yeah. Well, we can just push, we can push a f- few more polys out yeah. of this one or something we just like have that. a
1: flag that says the, the particle count goes up by 20%.
0: Yeah, or you know, more, more, you know, frame-based anti-aliasing right. or something right. like that. Or right?
1: if you're playing the VR version of this game, we can render both scenes at full resolution versus downgrading dynamically. Exactly, or shadow quality, or, or, or right, right.
0: Yeah, I mean, and so that I think that's going to play a very big role into how developers actually end up feeling about so this. So I think
1: bottom line to consumers, the gameplay experience will be identical. In theory, that's not what's going to change. What's going to change are the way it's rendered to the screen,
0: maybe, yeah, or because
1: otherwise, it's like, why would I, like you're saying, like, why would I develop more sophisticated AI for example for the beefier system, but then have to test an additional version for a Original PlayStation and, 4. And, you know... It's like, no, yeah. it's the encounter is exactly... It plays exactly the same. There's just more... And if they make it... only geometry. So, the
0: crazy. PlayStation 4 is the cheaper version of PlayStation 4K, but the games are identical uh-huh. except for graphical oomph. Then, uh-huh. as a consumer, I'll be like, oh, I'll just buy the lower power one, save some money, uh-huh. right? If I'm, the games are going to be the same, uh-huh. I can deal with slightly worse graphics, uh-huh. right? If that's what it ends up being, then, then great. Then this can only be good for the industry, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. But... When is that ever the case? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? if that? Who isn't going to go? Oh, hey! Well, I'll do this exclusive content for uh-huh. this extra deal to yeah. push more of these newer yeah. units or yeah. something. You know, it's, yeah. uh, it's it's hard to say, but uh, but it's interesting stuff. Anyway, we're almost out of time. I feel like the, this one has been so negative. <laughs> with the it first is, part. Yeah. We really should have given so much time to the first part. Oh, wow.
1: Well, just edit it down to like, an, this is a but very I don't special- cut any parts A out. very special half hour chat half session. <laughs> cut like, the whole first part yeah, out. Yeah, like, huh. Yeah. And we talked about their speculations on a system that has been literally aligned in a, in a fiscal report. I wonder what that was all about. Yeah. <laughs> no clue uh, that we let you rant for 30 minutes about how much- I know. You hate- Old people.
0: That's, that's, <laughs> if you take one thing from this whole, it was me just saying, old people suck. That was, that was exactly what my words were made of. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go back, and be like, did I say that? Oh no. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, good stuff. So, um, so we decided this was episode of, we know we decided 14 this was... And a half four, we'll call 14k yeah that seems 14, to be the yeah, episode yeah. neo yeah, yeah or 14 sorry. teen or whatever <laughs> uh so yeah episode 14 and a half 15 whatever of Mike's video game podcast by the way before we before we wrap up yeah. when is gonna be our last we're gonna we're gonna do seasons right so we're calling yeah. this season one I think and the, the after last the move and
1: podcast stuff. before I leave Ohio which is eminent um, mm-hmm. It will be, we'll be the end of our season. I know that's well, yeah, be yeah. the big cliffhanger. Is like, Mike, did Mike go? Mike Gag has always said. Mike <laughs> Wu is not leaving. Yeah, we'll find out in episode fifteen. We're gonna leave it on like, a. So we're gonna we end were, it on a cliffhanger, cliffhanger, like where we just recorded find at out. the airport. Yeah, <laughs> find, yeah, like you'll find out. Like we like, okay, so we're recording, uh and guess what? We're both in uh Washington State. Like, how did this happen? We didn't see. <laughs> no, that we're happen. both in Nevada. <laughs> <laughs> how did this happen?
0: So yeah, we're yeah. just like welcome to Mike's video game podcast. We're calling or we're we're recording this from North Korea, mm-hmm. and you'd be like, "What happened?" Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. uh, so when yeah, but but when when do we? How many more of these do we have? Do you think
1: one probably? Because uh. I um I will be traveling extensively um come mid May and not be back until June, and then I leave end of June.
0: Okay, so So it'll be in June then.
1: A window around June 10th.
0: So we're probably not going to record in May. Because I'll be gone mini, beginning of May. Yeah, okay. I'm going to Lisbon. Oh. So, uh, wow. not Ohio, apparently. Yeah, I yeah. didn't know there was a Lisbon, <laughs> Ohio. But every time I'm going to, yeah. say I'm going to Lisbon, everyone's like, Ohio? <laughs> uh, no, I Lisbon, Portugal for the beginning of May. Cool. And so then you'll be gone. So, yeah, June will be yeah. our last yeah. one. We'll have to make sure. And then that'll be the end of season one. I just wanted to throw that out there for the people listening. that. There. Then there'll be probably a fairly longish hiatus mm-hmm. as you get settled in, yeah. stuff happens. And then... We'll start season two in earnest. You've yeah. already got your mic, so we got that handled.
1: Right, right. And I'm sure the industry will change dramatically. I'll be in a different location. We'll be uh, I'll be able to speak about the things that I've seen. We'll be communicating via hologram via with hologram. our minds. Yeah. <laughs> Everything will be different. I'll meet you in the Matrix. Put on your put on your dev kit. Or I guess they're not even dev kit. I wonder anywhere. if we
0: could record a podcast in VR.
1: Putting us have, in the same room. And and listeners can be uh, in the same space, and as then us. heckle? Oh.
0: No, that sounds terrible. Anyway,
1: <laughs> no, it'll be pre-recorded, so they could heckle all they want. We won't respond. It'll oh, just... I thought I
0: thought we were saying doing this live oh, with people. Oh, no,
1: that's that's crazy. That's madness. We should try live traditional first before we try live VR.
0: That's true. If there is such a thing as traditional,
1: <laughs> all right.
0: Rambling over. This was uh, Mike's video game podcast episode. 15-ish. <laughs> I'm Mike Guy.
1: embarrassing. I don't know the name of the podcast. You don't know what number we're on. <laughs> well, Start to be fair, the amateur I'm sport. pretty
0: sure I was right about the number 14 times in a row. <laughs> or 13 times yeah. in a row.
1: <laughs> anyway. What an amateur.
0: <laughs> what an amateur. I'm Mike Guy. <laughs> I'm Mike Wu.
1: We're really terrible at this. this- Tune in again.
0: <laughs> From North Korea. <laughs> All right, bye. Bye. <laughs>